This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Who gonna check me, boo? And Barry Rosenfeld I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep, we Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I am Dylan Hafer And I'm Barry Rosenfeld And welcome to a new year It feels... It feels good. It feels great to be in 2022 with you and with all of you listeners coming back for another year. How's it going? Feels wonderful. New year, new day, (laughs) new month. No new shows yet. It sounds like you just are overflowing with energy today, Ben. Yeah. That's how it's going to be from here on out. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) How was your holiday break? We haven't recorded together in... Nearly two weeks, which feels wild. It was good. It's hard to not think or talk, like think about work for a period of time and then just the next day go back. And like, it's true what they say. I've saw people post, they're like, does anyone else forget what their job is? Like when they go back to work, because (laughs) you just didn't do it for two weeks. No, it was good. I like relaxed, didn't do anything crazy. Didn't travel, which I miss. <laughs> I will say it was it, Bravo wise. It was weird. Maybe this happens every year, and I just black out. But like mm. every show, basically had a week off at some point in the last two weeks. Like <laughs> I, so I had been home. I was home for Christmas, and then I came back to the city last week, and I thought I was going to have like six episodes I needed to catch up on and I realized that there were only like two because I was like oh I only missed one below deck and one Vanderpump rules and other than that I'm still fully up to date I was like damn I really thought I uh I gave myself more of a break but weirdly enough the only show that had a new episode was Vanderpump which I thought was like bizarre because I was like no they one's took, watching yeah they were off the week before but not the week yeah of. I don't know <laughs> Whatever. I will talk about Vanderpump Rules uh, tomorrow. We're going to do an episode. Um, But today we are talking about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and we're going to chat about Below Deck a little bit. Um, Salt Lake City, every episode now, it feels like there's, you know, some major stuff happening. And, you know, we're still, it's funny, like, Jen's whole legal situation is obviously such a giant mess, but on the show right now, the energy is a lot more focused on talking about Mary. And right. I I guess that partially makes sense because with Jen, it's like, we all know what's happening in the legal sense. You know, we've all read the articles and there's not, she probably can't really talk about it very much. There's not a lot to sort of rehash. But with Mary, it's like, her situation is more of a mystery. And then also... Now, every single episode, she's saying something offensive, and oh god, she is she is just like such a nightmare. I can't, yeah, she 
is like Chris and I talked about it at this point. Was it two weeks ago? I don't even I, remember. I think it was. <laughs> um, wow. Like she's that person where it's funny in the beginning. You need someone like her, like comic relief almost. Mm-hmm. But now it's like seri- on a serious note and it's like, okay, what are we doing well, about I this? It's, it is fascinating to watch people who feel like they live in a different world than the rest of us and yeah a different universe and mary has always had that energy where she's in her closet she's talking to the mannequins you know she doesn't really seem to operate on the same wavelength as us or as most of the women on the show and that you know, there's a lot of comedy that comes from that. There's a lot of just truly, like, I want to understand this woman. But I think with Mary, it's hard because clearly then it crosses a line into this really problematic, cringeworthy, dark space where, you know, it's one thing to get to the bottom of, is she running a cult? Because that's a whole separate question. But to have her just out here... I think, like, now three or four episodes in a row, she said something, you know, offensive, problematic, outright racist, and it's like, okay, that's not, like, it's not fun anymore to watch Mary be clueless. It's like, no, you need to, even if you weren't aware that what you said was problematic, when somebody tells you that it is, there's a way to respond to that, and she's is going so far in the opposite direction. So that, right. So that's the thing. Like, okay, you didn't know. Okay, fine. Sure. I don't know how you didn't know, but you didn't know. (laughs) So someone is now telling you and that, and you'll move from there, but to like almost argue that point and not, and like keep it going is just like when everyone is telling you. Yeah. Not to. I'm I'm interested to see how this is handled at the reunion because I uh, am sure it will come up. Is she going to the reunion? Let's please. Imagine. I, I would imagine they must be filming their reunion quite soon because I know they haven't yet. And like, I hope they wait. They should wait for Jen's trial. 13, 14. But I feel like they might want to, they might fil- have to film the reunion before the trial starts and then right. they could start filming for next season. I don't know. But yeah, it's like, and then so this week we start with Meredith and Mary hanging out, catching up, whatever. And Meredith is in kind of a strange position in this cast now, because I've always felt like Meredith was sort of a voice of reason and that she was, you know, maybe a little bit more down to earth than some of the other women on the show in a way that she just kind of seems to understand how the world works and be sort of a savvy person. But the way she's handling the Mary stuff really feels, I'm kind of puzzled, like it's puzzling to me how she's handling it because I think for the other women in the group and for us watching the show every week when she sticks up for Mary, it gets harder and harder to really justify that. And it's like, aren't you guys aren't really like that close. Like why are you, why is Meredith so tied to Mary when she's just doing things that are blatantly not okay. I don't know. I feel like she now has separated herself from Lisa. Like she even talked about it with Mary Mm -hmm. and like, maybe she just, well, not maybe she clearly sees something in Mary that everyone else like doesn't, but we've talked about this, like how Meredith almost seems like, 
I don't like to use the word smarter, but smarter than that. Like what, what is the magnetic pull between you two that, I don't know, maybe they honestly just feel comfortable. Mary obviously doesn't feel comfortable around a, peop- a lot of people and she just like enjoys talking to Meredith. But yeah, I don't get it at all. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's actually really bizarre to watch like an uncomfortable. Because yeah, and when Mary's not like that with anybody. Right, and at the at Whitney's Wild Wild Rose Beauty uh launch, relaunch, rebrand, party, whatever, when you know, Mary says that she's leaving and then Meredith gets up to follow her and Lisa really wants to sort of keep both of them there. I mean, Meredith's choice is very clear and I understand if she doesn't feel as close to Lisa as she once did, but it is it's strange to see how much she really is taking Mary's side versus well, Lisa even just, just looked like a sad puppy running after everyone at that party. But it's like, even stop. like to me, even if Meredith feels closer to Mary than to Lisa in this, in the situation with Jenny, where Jenny is specifically saying, Mary, like this stuff you've said to me, isn't okay. Meredith could take a harsher stance on that against mm-hmm. Mary and still say like, you know, I don't love Lisa, I don't love Jen, I feel close to Mary, but this is not okay. And especially, you know, it it wouldn't be okay, even if no one said anything, but especially when you have Jenny there saying that it's offensive, there shouldn't be any question mark put by that. And clearly, you know, in the confessionals, when the other women are talking about it, Lisa and Whitney and them, they get it. Even if they're not, like, maybe the quickest to call it out, they they understand it. And Meredith just seems to be taking this sort of wishy-washy stance. I also feel like they both, the thing they have in common, like Meredith and Mary is that they both think it's their own world and everyone else is just living in it. Because like at Whitney's party, the scene almost where Mary was like, why was no one there to take your coat? Like, who do you think you are? First of all, like, put like, why do you think you have like people like waiting on you at other people's events? I don't know. She just like critiques people's parties. And then Meredith too, when she saw that Jen was there and she's like, I don't know if people have hearing problems. Like if it's one thing that you were caught off guard at Jenny's lunch because it was a small gathering but you're not going to not be invited to an event because someone else is there that you don't like like there's dozens of people there you don't need to talk to her like it's not about you i think it's perfectly reasonable for her to say i don't want to go to lunch with jen but when it's a big event you know when it's an event that is not just the group i think it's kind of unrealistic to expect that jen is just going to get excluded from anything i mean because meredith doesn't want to be excluded from stuff either and let's face it they are both cast members on this show so and i hate to say it i usually love what she wears and meredith's purple outfit was fucking atrocious i just i don't understand it like i (laughs) it was awful it looked like a high schooler who makes their clothes like for fashion class that's what that looked like it looked like a a costume from susicle like i just it was not good yeah, like, I enjoyed looking at it from, like, an amusement standpoint, but I don't understand it from a fashion standpoint. <laughs> Whitney, however? Whitney looked oh hot. Oh, my God. Whitney looked hot. Whitney made an entrance at her own party. 
Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Okay, we gotta talk about this Wild Rose, Iris and Bo rebrand. Because... Now, so before half the savings were gone, now all the savings are gone. And, and don't forget know, last week that with the photo shoot, the product wasn't in the photo. The product was right, there. right. And you know, she feels like sometimes she feels like she's stealing from her family. And I, I just, I don't quite understand like where all this money is going. I don't know how much of a success Iris and Bo was, but it doesn't feel like it's like that big of a company that it should be this arduous of a rebrand process. I don't know. I mean, I've never done that, but come on. To choose to do, to make that decision must be that. I feel like some people make fa- money faster than others. Okay. And like, if you think about how long it takes you to actually make that money, 
for mm-hmm. your savings. Think about how long it's going to, and you like saved that. That's why it's called savings. And for you to start fresh and over again, like with not a thought maybe that it won't happen is just like, that was risque. Barry, thank you so much for explaining the concept of savings. <laughs> You're welcome. Some people don't know what it is. And some people listening might not have a savings. I know what it is. I just don't use it as much as I... See? No, you don't utilize the concept. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I just like, is this brand making money? Like, has have they sold enough products in the past? What that does they- she sell? were profitable like in that box there was like four products like that her and lisa went to go look at like right it, it what is she said what is it like is it a skincare line makeup beauty like i don't i didn't even look into it to be honest which well i thought yeah i think it's skincare do you think this is more successful or less successful than give them lala beauty less successful i think it well from social media standpoint i think give i would them say lala. less less established probably right like, exactly. Lala has been around for a while right. i still don't know if she actually sells anything that's but, that's my point we don't but know. you know she's gonna <laughs> she's gonna start sending her influencer boxes to reza and Gigi. so that'll well okay wait so i know we're talking about vanderpump tomorrow but because you just said that Gigi and reza were on this week's episode but Gigi com is the one that commented and made those comments for her to stop like talking about randall this was last week Gigi was like, oh yeah, Gigi went on her podcast. This I think. On. Yeah. And on Instagram, well, like made comments. So I don't know if she'll, I'll take her PR box. Thank you. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Slide into our DMs if you want the Addy. <laughs> Another aspect of this episode that I really enjoyed was when Whitney and Heather hung out and they were kind of, you know, doing their Nancy Drew routine about what happened with Jen's arrest. And, you know, I liked this because we haven't been talking a lot about Jen's arrest and I'm glad that we're getting back to it. Um, So they have concocted this idea that maybe Meredith and Mary were sort of in cahoots with the FBI about getting Jen arrested. And that that's why both of them decided to skip the bus ride and just meet the ladies in Vail. And I think there is an extremely, an extremely small chance that this uh, theory is true, but I really enjoyed hearing them talk about it. I guess I enjoyed it too because of how passionate they were, like how much they thought they were right while talking about it. But I feel like I've said this literally from the beginning that I, I, I stand by this even more now that I don't think Heather truly knows like what the FBI is. Like it's not just like a pickup <laughs> game of bet. You don't just like, hey, can you help me out with this? Like, do you know that like you, it's not how it works. I feel like it's... <laughs> Like Meredith even tweeted the other day. She's like, I wasn't involved in like a decade long like case to like catch someone doing something illegal. But thank you for your input. Yeah, she's like, I love that everyone thinks I'm capable of doing this. But (laughs) I mean, I've never really taken the notion seriously that any of these women had anything to do with Jen's demise. But I do think it's fun to watch people kind of play detective. And, you know, that's always been something like a fun dynamic on housewives like Sutton this past season, who was voted by the fans as our housewife of the year. Still don't Um, believe it. (laughs) 
<laughs> I can show you the vote tallies. They were close. Um, and, you know, obviously, Megan King, formerly Edmonds, formerly <laughs> Owens, now just Megan King again, you know, she will always be the iconic Bravo detective. So I like that these women are at least sort of pretending to follow in those footsteps in a way that is maybe silly, but is still fun to watch. Yes. Can we talk about how that serious conversation um, with Jenny and Mary somehow segued into Louboutins and gifting people shoes that were not supposed to be gifted? She ungifted the re-gift, which was then re-re-gifted to Jen. She left the receipt in the bag which she said that was the actual mistake. She did not mean to leave the receipt in the bag. And then right, when she's they... Like, <laughs> she's like, bitch, I don't care that I bought the shoes before. I just thought <laughs> I yeah, didn't mean to leave the receipt in the bag. And the fact that Je- this was actually one of the funniest things that Jen Shaw has done. Jen Shaw opened the box and looked at Jenny and goes, you didn't want these? Because <laughs> I'm Cinderella, bitch. The shoe fits right on my foot. I honestly do like... I did like them I, too, but... That was a fun... like. That was a, a genuinely, like, funny Jen Shaw moment that we haven't right. gotten a lot of this season. And I, like, she is still entertaining to watch on TV. It's just been clouded by so many other things. But it yeah, is true. I, I honestly, I supported Jenny's decision to return the shoes. I thought it's, you know, it's kind of um, reminiscent of the bunny on Beverly Hills, where it was a gift um, maybe given with some negative energy, and I understand why Jenny is kind of like fuck that. I don't want these shoes, and <laughs> I just think they they when they replayed the scene when she's like, "Thanks for buying these for me, Jen." And she's Jen, like, "Sweetie, they I mean, were already Mary, bought." In. She was. They were already. Oh no, they were already bought. In. <laughs> bought. In. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't have anything against the idea of a re-gift. And I did think in the context of that veil trip, it was nice that there was a gift for Jenny. But like, I also get why Jenny is kind of like, I don't actually want these shoes. Right. And she could afford to buy her own. Like if if you could afford to buy your own, like I wouldn't take them from someone else. Except for like she and Dewey had a scene in their like chiropractor's office and it kind of looks like a hut. It doesn't look Um, that nice. I thought as a patient if i was a patient at that office if i saw my doctor eating a fucking salad on the table that the i table. lay on oh, are you kidding I me i feel like maybe though maybe chiropractors which is like i don't go to the chiropractor so like t- tell me i'm wrong in your five-star review um but like maybe it's the kind of thing where the hole in the wall is the place that really is good it didn't look like a hole in the wall. It just wasn't like a med spa. That's true. Like, we're used to beauty lab standards, and this is like strip mall, which it's beauty just lab's like also a table. strip mall. Yeah. <laughs> An iconic strip mall at this point. This is no Mia's the joint chiropractic location. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, also, one other thing I want to talk about at Salt Lake City, because I thought this was so funny. Not literally yes. funny, just like funny to me. When Lisa Barlow said that Mary was being defensive because she knows she was wrong. I was like, well, if that is not the most ironic thing I've ever heard someone say, I was like, wait, you're the queen of being defensive because you're wrong. I mean, I feel like that's, you're not, you are not wrong. 
I, but I do feel like that is kind of a necessary trait for housewives that it's like yeah i mean lisa was right in that sense but she yes. was also like she does one of that the, i feel like that is a trait that almost all housewives are bad at admitting when they're wrong and they like to be defensive even mm-hmm. when even when there is like no possible argument to be on their side and this is totally one of those situations for mary where it's like the thing you know the comment about comparing jen to Mexico with the cartels. I mean, first of all, Mary did say it. It's on camera. We've all seen it. And so, I mean, it's always cringe to watch somebody claim to say, not have said something that is caught on camera. But specifically then when she tries to come up with an explanation for why her mind went, might have gone there. And she's saying, well, you know, Jen, it sounded so crazy and there was a helicopter. So I thought it had to be the cartel. And it's like, you didn't say it in the sense that you actually thought Jen was associated with the cartel. You said it as, like, a comparison, which was problematic. And now you're trying to, like, you're trying to, like, come up with a, like, a map in your brain of how you got there that sounds less bad. And it's like, no, it it was bad. That was foot and mouth. That, that was not good that she kept <sighs> going. That was not good. That's why I'm excited for the reunion because she can't say at the reunion. How do you even question somewhat something like how do I know, you bring but it's some, like, these things? Oh my god! But when you get to the reunion and Lisa Barlow sitting there like roll footage, you can't pretend she can't pretend that she didn't say it at the very right. least, which I am looking forward to because I think there are going to be a lot of those moments this season, like when she said that she didn't wasn't talking about Jen and Vale. Obviously, we've seen the footage, and then she, these people noticed, truly forget there's cameras. Do they well, know what cameras this, do? This episode, Mary kind of backtracks a little bit and she's like, Well, so what if I was talking about Jen and Vale? Who cares? I can talk about whatever I want to talk about. And it's like, you Right, can. but before you said that you didn't say it. So right. you're a liar. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let's move to Below Deck. Uh, I don't think we talked about the last episode at all. So we're like, 
we've got this charter where the woman has her jaw wired shut and she wants all of the same food in smoothie form. I, I have to ask, before we get into any of the crew drama, if you were to have your jaw wired shut, would you want would you be like this guest and want to still experience all the food? Or would you say, honestly, it's fine. I'll just stick to like milkshakes and stuff. Obviously the latter of the two of those options. And also she, she needs to do that for some, because she like obviously needs some sort of pro like she needs the protein, but like, but like to like blend oysters, like, are you serious? Are you even Captain Wagyu? Wagyu steak? Come on, that's just like yeah. And she's like, I tasted it all. Do you know what that reminded me of? In Willy Wonka, when Violet literally eats the fucking piece of gum that's all five meal, like all five courses. Like, Like, oh, it's oh, you tasted it, yeah. Mashed potatoes. I think I can't. Most I would mostly stick to like protein shakes, um, and like actual drinks. I think the most like real food I would get is like soup. I could I could picture doing like a cold soup through a straw, maybe. I guess, but like I feel of course feel bad. Like she's injured, she's not having the time she should be having, and it's like horrible circumstances. But it's like come on. <laughs> you have to like g- give also, the yeah, chef just a little like, I feel like this just isn't the right vacation to go on when your jaw is wired shut. Like, I feel like maybe it was planned before it happened, and then it happened, and then they went perhaps, on anyway. That's perhaps. Um, <laughs> but so, with the crew, we are experiencing still the aftermath of Heather saying the N-word and Raina bringing it up to her. And it's not going super well, mainly because Heather... I think just doesn't really understand the, um, you know, the severity of right. that word, clearly, it seems like. I mean, she, I guess, knows that it's not something she should say, but she seems to think that, you know, once she and Reyna have talked about it, that everything is okay, and she seems to be sort of putting the blame on Reyna for not getting over it quickly. And she's saying, I just don't understand. Everything is good. We talked about it. What's the problem? Whereas for Reyna, I think super understandably, it's a little bit more of a thing than that. It's not just like, you said sorry, so everything's great. It's like, she can't just get over it. Right. It's, yes, it's not like a sorry and move on. It's a sorry and like, take the next step, maybe. But again, I, like, Heather was obviously confused. She was like, wait, why are you, like, ignoring me? Although, I was Team Rena too, when Heather put her fingers in the food. And that's also why, what led to the, like, her not, because, like, no, you don't do that, first of all. And you, who's queen of service, should know not to do that. But, like... Well, and that was a moment where I thought... Heather reacted really badly to it, and I also didn't understand Eddie's reaction to it, because first of all, it is gross. That's not something you should be doing with a shared, you know, dish. But also, like, Eddie being Reyna's manager and already knowing about this issue that happened with Heather, he should be going an extra step to make sure that Reyna feels supported and heard and is okay and all of that. And... I don't I think you know he somewhat means well but is also just kind of like 
not really looking out for Reyna. And that's frustrating because I think she obviously feels kind of isolated and like she doesn't have a lot of people in her corner. Um, and that's tough. And I think Frazier is kind of in the middle because obviously he's on Heather's team and he needs to have a good relationship with Heather, but he also is close with Reyna. And, you know, Rachel's sort of in the middle a little bit. I think it, it's a hard situation for everyone. And I don't think, I don't think that most people are handling it very well. And it's also just surprising to me that it hasn't been like more addressed. Yeah, I think it is scale. good that Heather had another conversation with Raina because she still felt a certain type. She was like, wait, I because it's OK. She thought they were good, but she was so like it's not Raina's responsibility for her to be like, um, are you kidding me? But I feel like that was another conversation that needed to have happened. And listen, we've saw, seen this on so many shows like they're just like not going to be friends. They're not friends. They don't have much in common like they I don't know. I wouldn't be friends with Heather either, to be honest, but... (laughs) No, I think Heather seems like one of those people where she kind of expects stuff like this to happen on her terms, and so, you know, she has a two-minute conversation with Reyna, and she's immediately like, great, perfect, I feel so much better, that's a weight off of my chest, and she's not really paying attention to, you know, maybe Reyna feels pressure to say, yeah, it's fine, we're good, whatever, because she is you know, not in a position of power, but she clearly isn't fully just hunky-dory about it. And Right, right. And maybe Raina knows right now that they're not going to be friends because, like, she did... Like, the first time when Heather apologized, they did move on, and I agree. Like, she's not... You're not just going to, like, move on and be like, okay, everything's fine. But then, like, the second time when they did have that conversation, like, again, she, like, went back and was like, oh, no, it's not okay. But it's like, how how are... Like, then just don't be friends and move on. Like, don't... Because it is confusing a little bit. It seems like Reyna is getting to the point, which I think is good for her, where she's just kind of in self-preservation mode, and she's like... I don't need to fuck with Heather if I don't want to fuck with Heather, but I'm going to do what I need to do to, like, be okay on these last couple charters and get my money and get out. Um, I was disappointed, personally, that I feel like we were, again, sort of lied to about this threesome possibility. (laughs) Okay. First of all, it's so confusing because, like, first of all, Frazier's, like, fucking adorable. But he, like... The two, him and Jake are so cute together because they are friends and they know, like, not to. They're kind of just like testing the waters and hanging out. But, like, right. Raina did the, like, this. Raina swooped in, honey. She was like, yeah, I'm I know. Horny. Um, tonight's my night. <laughs> the, like, s- the switcheroo of, Ra- of Jake and Frazier hanging out on that paddleboard all day. They were, like, getting snuggly in the car. And then they all go to watch Norbit in bed together. And then it ends up with Frazier leaving while Jake and Raina hook up. I'm like, damn. Well, because Raina was I'd- being a cock block a little bit in the beginning. She was. Yeah, she was. Except for, like, in her defense, I don't think anything was truly going to happen between Jake I and Frazier. Like, I think they might have, like, like made out, got, been, like, cuddly with each other. But, like, I don't think Jake is just going to, like, have sex with a guy. But... I do think Reyna was like, she was, she was like bored and lonely and 
horny and and let's not forget about jake's fiance slash girlfriend who called him uh, just a few hours earlier than that of him and Raina boning <laughs> <laughs> well right now it's just fiance but maybe he wants to make her his girlfriend too so i was like jake do you know the order that it goes in like <laughs> <laughs> i know that is a situation that i feel like andy is really gonna dig into at the reunion because i have to imagine that he has questions like the rest of us the annoying thing about below deck reunions is that it's always for the most part virtual because they're I know, always all over the world like, like yeah. nothing to do with covid it's just they're always on boats everywhere Yeah, and somebody has the world's worst Wi-Fi connection, and somebody else has to, like, leave early because they're on charter or something. Like, it's always... I think this is a great season so far, though. Like, I feel like this episode, for some reason, I was like, I don't know if it was because we were just off, or, like, it's been so gloomy here and cold, but, like, the water in this episode, I was, like, (laughs) drooling while watching it. I was like, wow, I want to go there. I would say this season has been, like, medium good for me. I don't think it's been, like, an an amazing season, but I think it's been entertaining enough, probably better than the season of Below Deck Med right before it, Mm -hmm. but not as good as the last season of Sailing. See, like, by you even just saying that, I have, it is all one, like, it's one. I, I don't know, have it's, any idea who you're talking about, what you're talking, you know, like, it's there was a, a time, There was a time, like, early, early pandemic, I binged all of Below Deck Med. At the time, it was, like, four seasons. I binged and all I was, of it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I, I remember every single person that's ever been on this show. And now right. I can't remember who was a bosun, like, six months ago. Yeah. So... <laughs> Listen, if that's the worst thing in the for us to go through, I'll I know. take it. We need there needs to be like a quiz where you like quiz yourself on below deck cast members. Who who okay, faked her can... who who lied on her C V in Below Deck Med season three? Oh, I was gonna say Delaney, because didn't Delaney also lie on hers? Yeah, Del- Delani. Delani. Okay, so I was somewhat right. I got that was I'm proud of myself for that. I'm looking for Casey. See, I can't put a face to that name. I know. (laughs) Um, Okay, well, we will work on our below deck. Maybe that can be a game in the future. For real. Oh, my gosh. We will will go quiz ourselves. Um, In the meantime, we'll be back tomorrow with another episode. Um, So don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show so you don't miss anything. Um, And just be cool. Don't be all, like, uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a Wildberry Splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.